such a vibrant thing. Vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. Yeah, such a vibrant thing. Vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. Thank you. And as we begin, um, we're starting off with healthy relationships. And one aspect of healthy relationships that we're going to dive right into is the aspect of sister to sister. That's uh, no matter how you slice it, we need people. There's a popular quote that says no man is an island. Well, I'm adding to that to say that no woman is an island either. We need one another in so many ways. Just think about it. I'll wait. Having a great and functional relationship with other women is essential to getting ahead in life, both personally and professionally. We all need healthy relationships in order to function fully and to be able to thrive no matter where we are. And um, if you're fortunate enough to have a group of friends that understand and support you, you want to hold them close. So I advise everybody to listen, learn, and grow together because it's definitely worth the journey. So we're going to start um, by talking about the dynamic of sister to sister. How do you relate to your sisters? Sister, sister. <laughs> um, I think I can honestly say that I've always just been blessed to have a group of friends where the competition has been healthy, if that kind of makes sense. Yes. Sometimes between women, we all tend to want the same thing. So in essence, yes, it's a competition, but I've never been around a group of women where they're not applauding me or they're not encouraging me to do something that they may have already done um, versus saying, girl, you know, don't worry about that. You can't do that. Like be realistic. So again, like you said, it's just about having healthy people around you to kind of encourage that, so to speak. I would say, like, growing up, you know, I'm a family of seven, and I'm the oldest, and it's four girls, you know, so for me, I've always had physical sisters, you know, so throughout my life, I never knew the importance of having girlfriends because I've always had sisters, you know, so when it, when you come from a big family, it's kind of hard to extend your reach beyond that family unit because it's always just been the girls, you know. So when I got to college, I actually met Shawan in first grade. So we've been like best friends since first grade. But (laughs) it is funny because we didn't reconnect into college. So when we reconnected in college, I was able to start to see with my college friends how important it was to have friends because I've never had a group of females have my back like my friends have, you know? So like I see nowadays, it's a lot of, you know, the cattiness, the competition and all of that stuff. But because I've had great friends and great sisters, I've always been sheltered from that. I've never had to experience even healthy competition because we never had competitions in any type of way, but we do work to, build each other hopefully that makes right. sense yes and i think it that was a good thing that um i definitely wanted to touch on throughout this whole sister to sister thing is the the cattiness but before that like i never had a sister i only have an older brother and you know we like pasha just said we were friends from first grade all the way up until like high school. Unfortunately, that's when my mom passed and I had to move. So us meeting up in college was like 
like heaven sent to me because I didn't have a sister. I didn't even really have friends, you know, at the time I just felt so alone. So going to college, like finding her, just meeting back up and then us creating our own circle of sisters, I would say it just, it meant the world to me. And we met at Norfolk State University and we still group chat to this day. So I'm just thankful. I'm really, really thankful. And the cattiness, I think that's, I would say that is what we make it, you know, whether it's in the workplace, in the church, you know, in the streets, that is definitely what we make it. And (laughs) I don't know who feeds into that or who just thrives off that, if anybody does, but that's the point that I guess we all want to just stomp on, you know, that the cattiness. I think it's, uh, you know, I've heard female rappers talk about this. And when I look at it, it does trickle down to us. Um, they say how in society you can only have that one dominant. So like when it comes to female rappers, you only see one female rapper that's on top at one point in time, you know? Um, and when it comes to that, we all look at, okay, it's Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B versus it being Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and their crew, you know, at the same time (laughs) and, and, and being able to elevate each other. So society puts that pressure on us as well. And like with, with women, when we when we look at each other, we are always looking at each other and sizing each other's up, each other up. You know, whether we take that information and use it for the good or bad, you know, it kind of can come from your background and how you grew up. So like I can me and Azale, when we met, um, of course, we look at each other and we're like, OK, who is this person? You know, and we, and we size That's them up. That's my not personality only, all day. Exactly, who are you? And it's kind of like I look at her and then I'm like, you know what? We got so much in common. Yeah. This chick is a cool chick. You know what I'm saying? I got to get to know her in a different way. But there are some women that get to know you and they're like, I want to beat you at something like you are my competition. I got to be the number one person at the job versus it Mm. being okay. Collectively, what can we bring to the table collectively? You know, because we kind of both had the mentality like I came here to make no friends. So <laughs> the only thing is the fact that we had the mentality of no friends. That's how we became friends. So we're like the mean girls in the corner that yep. end up being friends. So that is exactly the case. We both never had smiles on our faces. Ever. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. I know y'all talked about, like you said, society and the pressure. So I think that brings us to our next point. How do you stop that? Like when you're sizing that person up, like before you, sometimes you don't even get the chance to get to know the person because that look was like, you know, who she thinks she is or, you know, it just, it's us off and us because I'm definitely included. So how do you stop that? I, I, I answered that. I, I asked the question and answer it at the same time. For me, it's giving a compliment. Girl, you wearing them shoes or, you know, like I just kind of make it click off in my own head immediately. Like, no, you know, this could be the start of something wonderful. You never know until you break that ice and get past that initial feeling. Like, I guess it's just our nature to be that way. But I give a compliment. So my question to y'all is how do you stop that or pause that that pressure to be catty at that moment? I think I'm still working on that, to be honest. One, I have horrible rest and bitch face. I don't know, because I'm not that much of an introvert, contrary to popular belief, um, I don't necessarily reach out. And it's not like I don't want to, but that's just kind of my nature, which is weird because I haven't had the experience where 
technically I've had bad girlfriends or been stabbed in the back, but I think that's just something I have to work on. Usually compliments, I would agree with you, work like that. Um, just uh-huh. like if you're in a setting like, oh, girl, I like your nails. That's cute. You know, quick conversation there. But I don't know. I guess I could learn from you all's point of view there um, to figure out how to do it. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not dramatic where I'm always grilling everybody, but I just don't always have that pleasant demeanor where people gravitate towards me, I guess I should say. I would say it comes from experience and age, to be honest with you, for me, because for me, I've had the female do you wrong situation so I'm very apprehensive of who I have around me because I know the type of person I am I love hard and that's part of being a cancer I love hard you may not see it but I love hard and if it's something that you need that I can help you with I'm down to do it you know what I'm saying because I Mm -hmm. am for the growth of black people or people in general, you know, so for me, I'm quick to give you whatever it is you need to grow. But I also am very cautious with who I do that with, you know what I'm saying? Because I am an introvert. I would be in the house all day long and not really care. You know what I'm saying? Other than I'll go outside. If I have my garden up, I'll walk through there, look at my plants and, you know, all of that fun stuff. But that's fun to me. You know, so I'm not the person that's going to go out partying. I'm not. That's just not the aspect of passions, you know. So for me, it's I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to help you with whatever you need. So in order to protect myself, in order to protect me, to help you, I have to protect who I am from people that have hurt me in the past, you know. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, guard your heart. That's what I tell anybody. And um, as I was writing my notes, one thing I did put is as black women, as black women, um, not that we're singling out any other group, but we have to, like you just said, focus on us, focus on us first, meaning I can't leave y'all behind. I can't step on one of y'all to get to where I need to be. Like, I just, that's one of my pet peeves is when people do that, especially other women, you know, whether it's in, I guess, more so the workplace. But one thing that you said as a lay is like healthy competition. I think one of the things that has been like mind blowing is not even realizing when there was a competition, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I think true. that would come back to people, you know, I guess secretly having their own feelings and not sharing them and, always trying to, you know, press the bar, meet the mark a little, make it a little higher. And I'm like, dang, I didn't even know we was, you know, not on the same page, you know, as far as someone who you consider a friend. So I guess, yeah, some of my relationships have been strained and it's just like, dang, I didn't know. Like, I thought we were better than that. So I think going back off your point about society, especially for black women, the cattiness and the pettiness are usually what's sensationalized. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's more so when you see two black women arguing, that's going to be mostly what everyone's talking about. I mean, take Real Housewives. That's what they operate on. Exactly. Um, Don't we, let it be a fight. You got everybody hooked yeah, then. So. Exactly. So sometimes we don't always get the credit just for being unified. You don't hear too many stories about that. You may, you know, run across a blog here and there, but it's definitely not CNN's top story. It's definitely not, um, you know, a version of love and hip hop. It's more so when we're catty, when we're unhealthy with one another, that it's sensationalized. And I think sometimes, especially with the younger generation, that's 
I hate to say it, what they're growing up on. Yep. So they're designed to just kind of be, hey, for myself. It's not really that much unity. And I think right. that's where, again, us discussing healthy relationships and kind of having those healthy relationships and showing, you know, you can get it. I can help you get it. Like, how can we do this together? Um, like you said, not to single out any other group, but if you think about it, I mean, Black women, we, we're not the most, you know, unified when we could be. Right. So, yeah. And that's one. Uh, I'm glad we all agreed on making this our first topic to really put out there because we have to have healthy relationships in all their different forms. And it starts with us. It starts with us being nicer to each other. To you love know. one another so, is a big thing. And I think it's very hard, like Azalea was saying, in this society to love each other as black women. And especially when we see when we see so many black women that are not putting themselves in a position to be loved because of hurt or other issues that they had. Like, I really feel like how you grow up your foundation as far as your family foundation kind of indicates a lot about who you're going to be as a person, you know? So, and that's a big thing. So, and I'm saying when women don't put themselves in a position to be loved, I mean, when you see some of these celebrities, these black women that are putting themselves out there in, in ways that are not flattering to us, you have to figure out, okay, how did they grow up? Did they grow up? Exactly. Yeah. And then once you can see where that comes from, no matter how bad I may talk about, you know, certain women that are celebrities that I'm just like, why are they doing this? And this is embarrassing. And why are they putting themselves out there? You best believe I'm always thinking about how they grew up and what makes them who they are because what you are you know what you show the world is because of where you come from human trafficking awareness day and we just want to really shed some light on that quickly um because human trafficking is real and i think this goes with everything else if you see something say something you know anything that looks weird anybody tells you guys something you want to report it to the proper people like don't just sit on something and especially if you see something that doesn't sit right with your soul. We really want to help people who sometimes people don't even know they need to be rescued from things like that. Do you guys have any stories like related to him in trafficking? Do you guys, are you guys aware of it? I don't have any stories, but I think it's just important to be aware of your surroundings. I think mm -hmm. a lot of the time we get too comfortable in our situations um, mm -hmm. that we don't really notice certain things. So just overall being aware of your surroundings. I hate to take it back to like the elementary days, but if you're going somewhere, you know, kind of go in a pack. If your girlfriend mm -hmm. parked on you know, the second floor, you parked on the fourth, like I think everyone should go together. It's simple things like that that we take for granted, but that people take advantage of. So I would just say, kind of remember the elementary steps, know your exits, all those things. Exactly. And um, I know as we were doing our uh, brainstorming for what we wanted to talk about, I think it's definitely important to tie this into like looking out for each other. Like you said, I always think about buddy system. Like, you know, we got to be each other's buddies, be our sister's keeper. I think that's very important um, to just know where each other, you know, where we are, what we're doing and let somebody know yeah, where you're going, what you're going to be up to. But also just looking out for one another. That's very important. 
So as we have touched on that briefly, we're still following along with our series on healthy relationships. So you guys want to pick up um, where we left off? Well, I just think ultimately we have to make sure that we're not just quick to judge, I guess, uh, for lack of better terms, and try to understand where someone's coming from um, and how they were brought up because all of that, like I said, just kind of plays into who they are as an individual and how they got to be in the place that they're in, you know, um, as far as how they relate to other women, in a sense. Uh-huh. And with us, I can definitely say just being able to communicate, even if it's just on a weekly basis, you know, being able to communicate with one another is part of the plan. You know, like um, I know this last week has been trying for a lot of us, you know, myself, number one on that list. But just being able to know that there's someone to turn to, somebody to talk to when you need help. That's definitely uh, something I don't take for granted when it comes to a healthy relationship with other women, my people who I consider to be my sisters and my friends. I agree. And kind of to piggyback off that, just kind of checking in something you may be going through. You may not even realize your girlfriend's going through it at the same time. Um, so it's just mm-hmm. that kind of reaching out, say, hey, girl, how you doing? Haven't heard from you. And it could spark a conversation where, again, like you said, my sister's keeper, you might have been through it and offer her advice, guidance um, or a situation where she may need help, offer her suggestions of where and how she can get help you know it's interesting as well one thing I forgot to touch on is you have to be receptive to that information Mm -hmm. as well and I think that's a big thing because a lot of us women we feel like because society has put the pressure on us to be so strong and so able especially with black women to handle anything that's put in our place we may not feel like we need help or we may not feel like we need our sisters because we've been having to maintain control of things for so long that that vulnerability aspect of who we are is not where it should be. You know what I'm saying? So I may not feel receptive to what you have to say because I feel like I got it under control and I know what I need to do. So the competition aspect can play its way in that, you know, because, well, you know, I I got this under control. Who are you to tell me, look at your situation. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, we look at it as, okay, so now, instead of you, me being receptive to your offer for assistance, I'm looking at it like, oh, so she thinks she's better than me now. You know what I'm saying? And now, all of a sudden, now I'm like, I don't want your help. I don't even want to be bothered with you, (laughs) you know, type of situation. I think it's so funny that you brought that up because I was talking to somebody yesterday, like like I I said a minute ago, I've really been um, dealing with some stressful things here lately. And I talked to a friend who's, she's a therapist, like that's her, her profession. She's a therapist, but I guess that's one of the perks of having her as a friend is because I, I'm getting my therapy on a weekly basis. Let's put it that way. But it's so funny because she was, I was telling her like some stuff I haven't shared. Like I, I tell Patches everything and there's some stuff I haven't even shared with, with you yet. And she's like, well, you're the strong friend. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't take that lightly. I don't say that in a bragging way, but it's like some stuff I don't even feel comfortable dropping on y'all, you know, cause I'm like, dang, I'm supposed to handle that. You know, I'm supposed to have it all figured out. And who am I to dump my stuff on somebody else? You know? And I think it's, 
I'm looking at it from the wrong perspective. And she's just like, you've been so strong all these years. And now you are admitting that you need help, you know? And I'm like, oh gosh, I feel like torn in a million different directions. And it's like, part of me, it's just in my head, you know, like I can't bring my issues to other people because they're going to look at me like I should have, you know, I'm, I'm the one, you know, the expert on everything. Why am I having trouble? So I think it really like messes with my mind to know, okay, I need to lean on other people. This is definitely a time for me to start leaning on others. So I think it's all in my head, you know, and, and if it's happening this way for me, I feel like, God, how many other people don't share their issues for whatever reason? I think to kind of piggyback off both you guys, like when you are the strong friend, it's kind of hard to be vulnerable. And I think it's easy to talk to people a little more comfortably that you don't know. So you can feel like you're getting an unbiased opinion and you, you know, your friends, so you know what they're going through too. So it's like, do I want to add this extra weight onto them? Granted, they would take it and listen um, and offer advice, but just being the strong friend, I think, like you said, being in your head, those are all the things you consider. I personally overthink, overthink. So um, again, it's just being more vulnerable to somebody. I think where we feel more comfortable talking to therapists or we should, um, because in Mm -hmm. essence, it's unbiased information and opinions that you get. And you're not really what you may consider in your head burdening the other person with your information. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if burdening is a word. So I'm going to just call myself up on that. (laughs) Yes. And you said vulnerable. (laughs) That's a word that it's been ringing in my head every time I'm like, okay, Pasha's always says you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable in relationships and things like that. And I'm like, I did that and look at where I am now, you know, but it's just, not vulnerable then you're not being your true self like you know it's like letting your guard down like it feels weird it's not something I'm to but I just feel like moving forward I have to have to allow myself to be vulnerable in order to grow like opening up to new experiences that's like been one of my affirmations I am open to new experiences I am open to just the newness of the year of what what's to come in my life so being vulnerable is not a good feeling but it's definitely necessary mm-hmm. and I learned that from past. <laughs> no problem I agree I agree <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is hard especially being the strong person that you are you know what I'm saying you don't feel like you should have to be vulnerable and some people look at vulnerability as being a is compromising or a sign of weakness and it's none of those you know what I'm saying right. it's you're willing to allow the universe God whoever you believe in or how you see mm-hmm. things to open up certain portals in your life to allow for something to come in you know what I'm saying you could be so full yes. and feel like you're so strong because you feel like you're so full that yes. you cannot allow something else in. So how can you allow that to come in if you're not vulnerable and if you don't leave that window open for that, you know, blessing or lesson, whatever it is, to come into your life yeah. to make you better than who you are. And that's how you have to look at it. I really, I, I love it. Like it's, I think it's so unique. Like these, you know, as we talk, the more we talk, it's just, I feel like I live out the conversation sometimes or, and one of the things that I, I know that um, I can't remember, I want to say passions. Did you, 
use something about food for thought. I want it like when we end or, you know, wrap up each segment, I really want us to have the food for thought, like our last, what do you want to leave people with? You know, now that we're about to end this segment or episode, what do you want to leave people with based on what we've discussed, based on our sister to sister thing? I'm, I'm going to ask each of you this. What do y'all, what's your final thought on all of this? I actually found a quote that I think fits us. Um, it says, sisters function as safety nets in a chaotic world simply by being there for each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of sums up the aspect of being healthy, just having someone to lean on, relate to, um, and to talk to. Amen. I love it. I, I yes. really, really love it. And it plays to everything that, we discussed throughout the conversation, we have to understand that we're part of a bigger community. You know, when do we leave? You know what I'm saying? Even though the man's the head, the woman, it, the woman, we are that net. You know, we, we keep that head moving in the direction that we want it to go. And we got to look at that right. as in the aspect of our sisters as well. You know what I'm saying? We, we actually can be of service to our community and to our men and to our women just by being... Um, vulnerable, allowing ourselves to take that full, you know, not only just just be good to ourselves, but be good to each other is what I'm trying to get out. And I'll edit this as we go (laughs) along. But we have to make sure we're being good to each other so we can build that sense of community amongst the women so that way we can be better leaders, I would say. Right. And I, I really love that quote. Thank you. And what you said, Pashas helps because it just made me think like um, nobody knows everything. You know what I'm saying? No one person isn't knows everything there is to know about any subject. So to be able to get the opinions of other people, the thoughts of others is just like, you're not alone. My message is you're not alone. Um, find you some people, find a tribe, uh, uh, your village. No matter where you live, you have to seek those things out. Um, a lot of people may live in the country towns or rural areas. And that's why we say, thank God for the internet, you know, <laughs> for phones, for communication, just reach out and don't, um, don't stay stuck in your own mind. That's the, sometimes I always tell people when you're left alone with your thoughts, that's one of the worst things possible because like you said, we have a tendency to overthink. I think that may be a Virgo thing. I'm not sure, but just overthink. (laughs) It's, it's the death of everything good when you keep overthinking. So don't overthink, get out your own head and um, get you a crew, a tribe, some people. Um, did you guys want to add anything else before we wrap it up today? Nope, y'all got Ooh, it. Thank you. Okay, well, this has been Vibrant Vernacular. Thank you for tuning in once again. This is Shawan. This is Azalee. This is Pashas. <clears throat> Thank you all for tuning in. And we'll talk to y'all Bye. next time. Bye. Such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. Yeah, such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing.